Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from that magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Welcome back, all our wonderful, fabulous listeners to Oracle Soup. We are so happy to hear from you. And I know that we're so happy to meet you, too. Gina and I had an opportunity to meet a few of you at BATS recently, and I was excited about that. What about you, Gina? Oh, very pumped up and excited to meet and know that we have listeners. And, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure meeting our, our listeners and such a great BATS, a fantastic BATS. I say it was my best, best BATS so far. <laughs> and that was the 22nd anniversary it's the longest running uh tarot conference at least in the u.s that i know of and uh did a fabulous job new location in san jose but very much enjoyed ourselves and i did enjoy the presentations it was excellent this year Yes, and um, I want to say a shout out and thanks to Thalassa and her wonderful husband, Rydell, for welcoming my mother, who just turned 85, and it was her first BATS. And um, since we're talking about BATS, um, <laughs> it's very important. If you have not been to BATS, you have got to see, don't miss one. You've got to make it a point to get to one. Start mm-hmm. planning. Yes, and I so enjoyed and meeting your mom, talking with her, hanging out with her, and she stayed up with us. You know, she was hanging out with us and enjoying all the events that we were enjoying. So uh, kudos to her, and I'm so glad the two of you are so close and that you could bring her. Well, she's always um, remained open to learning. She has been a huge influence uh, to me in life. And um, yeah, it was just really, just really, I'm really blessed to have the opportunity to have had her there, even though she didn't come. So (laughs) what a wonderful opportunity for all of us to meet her. And, and just to remind all of us that we actually can keep learning. I know I plan to keep learning as long as I've got something to learn with. Like a brain. <laughs> it's true. Oh, well. it's that true. might be a whole nother topic right there. So what we're going to be talking about is actually uh, a recommendation from uh, one of the listeners we actually met at BATS. And it was a great question. And the question is questions. How do you ask questions? How do you help your client formulate their questions? And many more things that go along with that. So I really appreciate that topic. Thank you. And I know we look forward to chewing on that a little bit and uh, digesting it and putting it into that pot of soup. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair. And join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. 
Welcome back to Oracle Soup. Thanks for joining us. And we'd like to uh, just welcome all of our new listeners. And don't forget to check us out at oraclesoup.org and as well as our Facebook page where you can send um, or suggest topics. And one such topic that we're going to talk about today has to deal with questions. One of our listeners sent in um, a suggestion and said um, that one of the things that she's noticing is that many times clients have a hard time coming up with a proper question and she wanted us to talk about or give advice around um, especially for novice readers um, on how to properly help clients with developing or formulating a question for their readings I love that request <laughs> kind of watch out say question too much here but I love that request that's a question in itself of course and I want to start with the nothingness because the nothingness is a style for some people. Some people say, I do not want to know my client's question. I just want to see what shows up in the cards. Now, in the background, though, there's a bit of an assumption. The The assumption is you as the reader knows how to match what the client's needs are that came in, which means you're going to know, are they looking for a prediction? You're going to know, are they looking for relationship advice? You are going to know a variety of other things that a person could possibly want to explore with Tarot. But there's some truth to that because that's why they came to you. They're going to come to you because that's your style perhaps. So, yeah, that's one style in itself where the person absolutely doesn't want to know the client's question. And then they take it from there and they see what shows up in the cards and they bring their own special gifts to the mix. But I want to also say that uh, there's another style of working where it's not focused on questions because whenever you ask a question, the assumption is that there's an answer, you see. And so some people, and I would say I probably fall into this category more times than not, uh, when a client comes to me, instead of saying to them, what is your question, I'll say, what can we look at in the tarot? What can we explore together? What kind of guidance might you be looking for? And right there, that already changes the tone of how we're going to approach the reading. And it d puts a little less into the question and answer category and a little more into, ooh, let's explore the tarot together. But when it comes to questions, I know Gina is the queen of questions in many ways because you have your areas of specialty. Well, I don't know if I'm uh, the queen of questions, but definitely I could be a queen for some time. <laughs> but here's my thing with questions. Um, I am one of those readers that uh, choose not to have the question at the beginning of the reading. And one of the reasons, in addition to it just being my process of how I've developed uh, as a reader, I think it gives a chance for the, uh, there's a, a kind of a relaxation and people are not as anxious to anticipate an answer or they um, there are other things to be addressed, whereas their focus is just on this one spe specific thing. And there is more of an expectation of answers. And so um, I think I do it on purpose as to not really hone in on this is what everything that's going to be covered in the reading is just one thing. So I actually let them have a question, but I, I, I have them hold it 
until after I lay go through the initial process in the reading. So because even though you may say, I don't want to hear your question. And sometimes I think that's a little bit of ego for some readers to gain control um, or not lose control. Um, it doesn't necessarily answer what or or fulfill what the client has come to you for. So um, you may even pin that you may, there have been instances where everything I've said covers the question, uh, but there is also something else specific or they, or then you find out that their focus is not, you know, kind of not there or it was hard for them to kind of articulate what they uh, needed to know. But um, let's go back to talking about um, how to help phrase, I guess, a question when um, a new client comes um, or, you know, someone you haven't worked with before or you're a new reader and you know there's a chance more than often than not that the topic or what needs to be addressed is so complex that it's hard to come up with a question. And especially if you've already set down perimeters that say, I don't do predictive readings, I don't do timing, I don't do this, I can't tell you who the person's name is and what they look like. So you've set all these boundaries up. And so now it's like, okay, so then how do I, how do, how do I come up with a question for what I really want to know? And sometimes the easiest thing to do is just say, what do you want to know? And then, and then just say, let's see what the cards have to say about that and move forward instead of trying to box something in. I like that. And it's a little more open-ended, but it's true to the heart of the person. And I have one more little thing to add to that, because sometimes I will say something like that. And and maybe this shows up for me intuitively, because I don't say it to everybody, but sometimes I'll pick up on something about getting the sense that the cards probably won't answer that person as directly as they like or, or respond to them as directly. So I'll say, and by the way, sometimes the cards have a mind of their own. So we'll start off with this in mind, but let's see what happens and let's just follow that journey. So again, it, we both seem to have this value about leaving things a little more open-ended and seeing what shows up and then following the cards. But let's say somebody really wanted to formulate a question. How can they support their client in formulating that question? I mean, sometimes a client will just sit down and they'll go, I want to know if I'm going to get this job in the next six months. Or I want to know if I'm going to get this particular position in this particular company. Or I want to know, and you're... You're the relationship queen. I can say that, can't I? You can. You can, you can, you can, you can. <laughs> so so oh, they could have a relationship question. Go, well, is so-and-so going to come back to me? I think that's a very typical question, right? So there are ways of creating those kinds of inquiries. So maybe I'll try one or two, but I suspect you're going to have quite a few suggestions, Gina. So I'll just throw a few out. Um, so let's say I had a client that came to me and they wanted to know specifically about this job. Yes, truly, I'm probably one of those people who would have the disclaimer that says I can't make predictions. But what I would do then is I'd go, yes, but I need to know more from you. So basically, I'm going to draw the client out a little more and get a little more information because I want to know what's the thing behind the thing behind the thing. And keep in mind, I'm also bringing in my counseling skills. So I'm reading a lot of their nonverbal communications and that, you know, we all pick these things up. The question is whether we understand them or know how to work with them. So let's say I'm working with this client and I'm picking up either that 
they're not that excited about getting that job, like they don't really want it, and there's something else they'd really rather do. So I might ask a few more questions to get clarity about that because I want to trust my own intuition in that moment too. So I might say to that person, I go, um, so you're wondering about this job at this location in the next six months. Let me just check with you, maybe just for my own sake, is this something you really want? Is there a reason you want that job? And maybe the person's saying, gee, I haven't had a job in six months and I'm just desperate and I need a job. So then I might fine-tune this query a little bit and say, well, instead of asking about that specific job that you're really not that excited about, which means you're probably sending out a message to the world that you really don't want it because you're not that excited about it, let's see if the Tarot can support you in getting what you really, really want and what you really, really need. And let's see what shows up in there. So I'm really going to try to direct them toward what's going to be more life-affirming for them as opposed to what's going to be a quick fix. And uh, and if they're spending that time, and in my case, that money, to get that kind of guidance, I want to give them something that's really going to be valuable that they can build from. In terms of how I would handle that type of question, I usually... Um, there, it, it really depends on the person I'm working with and just kind of if they give me more information initially. And sometimes I just do a general, what do I know, need to know about this situation? And draw cards just based on not putting any, again, not putting anything into any form or shape. What do I need to know? What can the cards tell me about this situation? And... From then, you may there may be things that come up that says they're having anxiety around money and they're really, really anxious to get this job. Um, there's a sense of desperation or they're, curi- they're, they're wondering if they're going to have to really move um, or is it the right time to get a job? So there's there are many, many things. So um, what I have kind of gotten accustomed to doing in my readings is just kind of like um, going in the ethers and thinking, you know, what is the best knowledge. And sometimes I even articulate that and I'll say it. And so we're, we're just going to ask for guidance around the best possible answer for what you need to know. But there's also, I use, there is timing in the cards, you know, and um, people, different people use different methods of timing. So um, I may do a spread that is specifically, um, or just designate one card in the spread that specifically deals with time timing um and i give a range of timing and because that kind of kind of gives them a sense of something to um satisfy the the need to know when you know there's a focus and and it's just like the the four when what where why who (laughs) that's those are what you're basically dealing with in all readings um uh, or for the majority part um i I don't think you know rarely have i've gotten something like everything's going okay but i just want to see what the cards say sometimes i get that but more often it's you know really specific so if you're in the middle of the reading, chances are you might have a client that wants more information, so they're going to continue asking questions like timing, place, where, when, who, right? Not all of the time. Um, I, I have had questions where um, I, I've had 
clients come in or email me for readings and give me a list of questions that they need answered. Um, one of the things that I do with things like that, sometimes it's it's about listening to, to get what the gist of this is, because when they're sprouting out questions, they're really trying to get to the essence of what they want to know as well. Um, but sometimes I've done a neat thing where I've used actual questions as my positions in the sp in a spread. Each card is designated for the question. One thing you could do is just say, okay, you know, six questions, a six card spread. I love that. That's what James Wanless does. It's sort of his stream of consciousness style reading where the person asks a question, bam, you throw down a card and you right. see what it responds to. And then next question, the next card, you know, and just following that flow. So that way the questions can be really simple. But let's go into the relationship stuff a little bit because they can be more complicated. And I know we're going to have various styles. And that's what I love about us doing this together is because we can kind of speak from these different points of view in our reading styles. So for instance, if someone comes to me and they say, um, well, so-and-so just broke up with me and I'm heartbroken. I want to find out how to get them back into my life again. Now, keep in mind, folks, here's my disclaimer. I am a counselor. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to be asking some questions because I want to know why they broke up. I, I mean, I don't mean I want to know the whole story about it, but I want to hear some information about the breakup, the desire to be together, what were the overriding issues that keep pushing them apart, and what are the other, the magnetism that pulls them together. I want to understand these energies before I go into the reading, and I don't want to even have an assumption about whether this is good or bad or right or wrong. What I'm really trying to get to is what's going to be the most useful that, for that client in this moment. And what happens, and I'm going to say this happens 80% of the time, 80% of the time there's usually a pattern in the client's life. And they've been asking that same question that's happened, if not with this person, with another relationship. And so then I'll say, I go, well, we could look at that, but let me ask you this to see if this might be more meaningful for you. Is what if we actually look at why this keeps happening and get some guidance about how to change that so that you can have a more satisfied relationship with this person or whoever you choose to have a relationship with in the future? And I'm going to tell you every time they choose that. I've never had someone choose, just give me the answer. Maybe that's me. I don't know. But I find that a lot of people really want to get down to the heart of the matter so that they don't have to keep suffering like this. And you're absolutely right. And I'm jumping up and down here because it just popped into my head to say that I think as whether you consider yourself a counselor, an advisor, a reader, what have you, at the end of the day, we are pattern analysis or analyzers, <laughs> right? Right. That's right. <laughs> so when you said it, I'm going, I was just thinking pattern analysis. And so what that means is that you will want to actually address the pattern um, at, in terms of relationships. Yeah, there could be a clear cut and dry answer uh, as, you know, he'll call you Tuesday. Don't worry about it. However, and I, I, I've said this, it seems like I've said this a lot in the last few weeks. Um, what good is it going to do you if you know he's going to call Tuesday, but you haven't fixed or worked on what the pa patterns are, or you don't have a, you don't recognize or are not conscious of why you choose who you choose or why those patterns exist in your relationships. So that is one of the reasons why I had to write tarot coupling. <laughs> 
my book that's coming out in November. Which is quite fabulous. I've had the honor of reading it, and there's a lot of fantastic, very useful information in there. Well worth the read and easy to read, even though you're tapping in some pretty complicated uh, uh, ideas. I know. I would, wouldn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, thank so you so much. Yeah. 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 So I want to add one more thing. Sure. Is uh, for me, since I've had this 40-year relationship with the Tarot, and I don't see, from my point of view, my relationship with it, I don't see it as simple or easy answers. That's why I was fascinated with the Lenormand. And I started studying other oracles because there's a whole different way of putting together your questions. And they are very simple and to the point, which is useful for those situations when somebody just says, hey, I just want to look at this. I just want to look at that. Very simple little snapshots. And I have ways I've started integrating that in with my tarot card readings. So let's, I'd like to talk a moment about those questions. So if you're working with just a regular oracle or some folks work with the tarot this way. So when I'm working with the Lenormand, it's very important, or at least the way I've been trained, is the question needs to be very, very specific. And sometimes us human beings have a tendency, or maybe it's just the English language, I don't know, but we have these complex questions where we've tagged many layers on. And so there really is an art to simplifying it. If you want a simple response, you really need a very simple question. So for instance, if you say, is he coming back to me in the next six months? Well, those are two different questions, really, in a way. I mean, sure, they could be combined, but the question one would be, is he coming back or should he come back? <laughs> and the, the second one is in the next six months. So if you get a yes to the first one, then you might go to the second question about if it's going to be in the next six months or in the next six hours, whatever you choose, whatever timeline you're working with. So um, there's very, very specific ways of keeping that question as simple as possible. And I think in any situation, it does help. If you distill the question, if you go to the heart of it. But when you're working with Lenormand or other oracles, it is kind of fun to ask those other questions that say, like, um, who's at the door? Somebody's at the door. Oh, let me pull out a card. And the card might tell you exactly from its point of view who's at the door knocking right now before you actually answer the door. I did this with a client where they were pregnant. And I wanted to know when the baby was going to be born. Of course, they already know because they talked to their doctor. But I was actually practicing with the Lenormand to see what the Lenormand would say about that. So there's very interesting ways that we can work with the questions and work with the answers and then fine-tune our process. I agree. And um, since I have only work with Tarot mostly in terms of the tool, I incorporate every once in a while different things. But I kind of went developed my own higher intuition so to speak and so um you know if a person does come and say is he going to come back in the next six months well i have to think about incorporating the possibility of what that's going to look like and whether or not six months is not really the the time frame to it may be earlier so they're looking at timing they they're just saying six months because that is something that they're 
you know, either been trained to ask or, you know, they're, they're trying to at least hope it would be within this short period. So they're looking for a short term answer, in other words, because if they would say, if she's going to come back in the next two years, are you really going to work with it? So they're trying to really try to just give hope that it will be not too long of a wait, because we don't like to wait as humans we don't want to wait we want it right now we want it to happen fast for the most part and especially when you're dealing with matters of the heart and emotional answers so you want to kind of have a sense of normalcy as soon as possible rather than later so again you may want to help your client fine-tune their question to match what you believe are the parameters of not only your skills but what you believe your tarot cards can do or whatever oracle you're working with and the last thing I wanted to mention in terms of reading is that the question itself sometimes tells us as the reader what type of layout to work with or what kind of cards to work with or what kind of oracle to work with because oracles aren't always cards. So to have that kind of fluidity and that kind of flexibility is also quite excellent. I All agree. Right, we just <laughs> we just cooked up a lot of stuff there. That was a lot of information. I'm not, I know we're trying to squeeze it in. We just did some compacting, I think. <laughs> well, we will have future topics, um, future discussions on questions because uh, what's a great reading without a question is what I always say, or at least a focus. So uh, a last little tidbit for me is that if I don't have a question, I at least try to have a focus or get um, even just one card to start, have a starting point for the reading. So I think it's very, very important. So you may not need to, you could try maybe for you new readers, try and see what works best. This is part of kind of developing yourself um, is to try to, you know, find what works. Um, maybe one time trying without, maybe trying with a question and see how it goes. Sounds good to me, sister. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup, and we look forward to hearing more from you. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, folks. Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.